Hello everyone, welcome back. This is the second episode of the Dink Podcast. I am Carmine, I'm here with my friends Greg, and my co-host Greg, and we're, uh, we had some ratings, some reviews for the first episode. Some good, some bad. We also made an Instagram and a Twitter account. We are at Dink the Podcast. Isn't that right, Greg? Yes, yes, we are at, at uh, Dink the Podcast. Um, hope everybody had a great, great holiday season. Um, we did bring across one of our good friends, uh, Anthony. And why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? What's up, guys? My name's Anthony. People call me AP. Good to be here for the second episode. Unfortunately, these uh, jerk-offs filmed the first one without me. I was at work. But uh, anyway, I'm a big-time Yankee fan, uh, big Brooklyn Net fan, and Green Bay Packer fan. Unfortunately, tough year for us, but it's all right. We'll be back next year. Aaron Rodgers, still the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. And speaking of the NFL, why don't we uh, kick it over to Dan and start us off with the playoffs. i definitely going to have to ar- argue with that Aaron Rodgers comment, but we'll save that for another day, maybe uh, on some Cleese Corner. But rolling right into our NFL playoff games. We have the Indianapolis Colts going to NRG Stadium in Houston. It's going to be a great game. The Colts are getting one point at 435 Saturday. It's your typical AFC Saturday game. But unfortunately, for, I'm sorry, fortunately for us, this one's actually got a little better feel to it. A couple good quarterbacks. Indiana Colts offensive line's looking great. And obviously we all know what Deshaun Watson has in store. My pick of the week there is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, would have to disagree with you. I think Houston does come out on top on that one. Uh, I was actually at the uh, Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee game. was really electric. Andrew Luck did come up big. However, um, I, I think that the um, the defense in this game for Houston is better. Uh, how do you feel about that one, AP? I do like the uh, Texans' D. Uh, Colts O-line's playing well. Uh, usually they uh, they save the shitty games right for uh, Saturday 4:30, but I really like this game actually because you got you know you got Luck who's been solid, finally healthy, Watson young up and coming. This kid's gonna be great, I think. Two nice quarterback matchups, which usually you don't really know uh, the AFC for AFC South for. Um, I like the I really like the Texans at home minus one. Watson's playing well. You got uh, Hopkins playing well, catch anything. Watt and Clowney, that's gonna be a good matchup going up against that Colts O line. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I'll definitely tune in for this. With the over-under being 48 and a half, it makes you think. But uh, I, if I had to pick this game, I'd go with the Texans. But overall, I do feel like this is a coin flip game. It could go either way. The, one of the best defensive lines going head-to-head with one of the best offensive lines. could go either way, and this game's usually going to be one in the trench, trenches. Isn't that right, Chris? Yeah, I totally see how you feel on that. But I don't know. I got to go with... Uh I gotta go with the Colts on this one. I feel like Andrew Luck is uh, has playoff experience, and I think he knows how to use his weapons way better than Deshaun Watson. And as good as this game is, uh, my favorite AFC game happens to be on Sunday, where the Los Angeles Chargers are at M&T Bank Stadium facing the Baltimore Ravens, who are favored by three points. Over/under is 41 and a half points. And here's another one. Chargers were playing well all year, but I got to go with the Baltimore Ravens on this one. They're the the hot team coming in. They beat them before a couple weeks ago. Lamar Jackson really knows how to control the offense, and that defense is too good for, I think, Phillip Rivers and the Chargers' offense to handle. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. As you see this slate of game, this slate of uh, weekend playoff games, there's only one game that has a spread higher than three. So that tells you that tells you all you need to know right there. So it's got a lot of close games, a lot of coin flip games, and this is another one of those games that 
hard to go either way, but I would have to go with the veteran quarterback on the road because they have no home field advantage anyway the way they're playing the, the Chargers in that small soccer stadium. I'm going to take Phillip Rivers. I think this could actually be his year. He gets the Super Bowl. No, that's not happening. Phillip Rivers, uh, choke artist, proved that his whole career. It's not going to change. I do like the Ravens, even though I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson. The guy's a running quarterback. That only lasts so long. They might get this win. But uh, I actually really do like Gus Edwards, kid's uh, Staten Island product. Uh, they're going to win this game. They may cover the spread, but I'm definitely taking the Ravens to win. No, I'm going to agree with Carmine. I think... Uh, you got to force Lamar Jackson to throw the ball. That's I agree. No, 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 no I agree. Do. I agree. I think... I I really like Philip Rivers. I think it's his year. I, I totally agree with Carmine. Could not uh, take... I know the Ravens are home. However... I, I think Philip Rivers in that and that offense is is playing with a mission this year. Yeah, but they just played him a couple weeks ago. Doesn't matter. It's playoffs. Yeah, it, it's still, it's not going to do it. I I think Lamar Jackson having you know coming off his rookie year. Yes, it was a very impressive year. However, I don't think he has enough experience, and I don't think that offense will be able to uh, match L.A. Chargers. Dan, what do you think about that? See, I don't know. I I really like the Chargers this year. And I, I get no matter how good Lamar Jackson's been playing, I think the Chargers are really going to amount to something that's better than normal. And Phillip Rivers has been playing out of control. That defense has been great. And it's just it's going to be too much for that for the Ravens. I think they're a little younger team, and Chargers are going to definitely overcome them. Leading into our next game, my, my, my favorite game of the week is definitely going to be the Seattle-Dallas game. Seattle goes into Dallas. Both teams have played unbelievable football this year. I think some definitely surprised a lot most people uh both 10 and 6 teams the cowboys are giving seattle two points which i thought was a little shock i thought it can definitely go as more of a pick em. and that that that'll lead me into why i think the seahawks should win russell wilson's played unbelievable obviously that defense was a little subpar this year but definitely showed signs of greatness and it's going to be a little more than than dak prescott can handle no i, I disagree no i disagree i think this is finally dallas's year to Get a playoff win. I think Dak and uh, Elliott are going to do a great job of monging on that defense in Seattle. It's not the same uh, Legion of Boom as we're used to with Seattle. I think Pete Carroll does a good job of leading the team. However, I don't think that they are hungry enough, in my opinion. I think uh, Dak and that offense is electric, especially adding some weapons to the offense um, with Amari Cooper. I don't think that Seattle's offense is going to be able to do uh, keep up with them. I disagree with you on that one, Greg. I mean, you got Russell Wilson back there. You got uh, Carson. You got the other guy, Penny, from San Diego State. They uh, they actually do have they have the best rushing attack in the game. You throw Russell Wilson back there, the two running backs. <coughs> Cowboys defense is good. The uh, Jalen Smith, the kid's a stud, and the new kid, uh, Van Der Esch. But uh, you got Russell Wilson. I think they're going to be too much. They got the experience. Dak's like either hot or cold. He's either gonna be amazing one game, and then shitty the next. I just don't think he's gonna he's gonna come up big. He's Ca uh, he's definitely good for one of those fumbles a game. Exactly, exactly, love. exactly. They do have Zeke. Kids a stud. Can't hate on Zeke. Cooper's been uh, amazing, but I gotta go Seahawks in this one. Yeah, I'm actually gonna I hate to go with the consensus, consensus, but yeah, I agree with you guys. I'm gonna go with Seattle as well. You gotta go with the more more chiseled veteran quarterback in Russell Wilson. He's having one of the best years of his career, and it's pretty obvious. You have to go with Russell Wilson. So, wait a minute. So, I took the um, the lone wolf here. Am I by myself? It seems that way. Unless Chris has anything to say about that. What do you feel, Chris? 
Yeah, it looks like you're the lone wolf, Craig. <laughs> I'm sorry. That experience for Seattle is just going to be too much for the Dallas team to handle. Um, the the fact that uh, the fact that uh, they have that pressure going on them and yeah, I uh, I think they're definitely gonna have some pressure, but you never know what happens. It's 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 gonna be a dogfight no matter what. There's two good teams. Yeah, let's let's move on to the, the the only game that has a spread of more than three points, and we're gonna talk about Philadelphia with Nick Foles moving on to go play Chicago in Soldier Field in the Bears. I love I love Nick Foles here. The Bears not sold. They do have a good defense, but Trubisky not sold on them. Watch both games against Green Bay. They should have won the second game. Aaron Rodgers came back the first game. Uh, Trubisky, you know, he's got potential. A kid, he could run. He's got a decent arm. But I just don't think he's ready for the big screen yet. So you're telling me that the the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the game outright? I think yeah. I'll take the, I'll take their money line. What's their money line? Their money line right now two twenty. You think they're going to win the game outright on yeah. the road against Khalil Mack and those boys? Yeah, no, Mack, defense. Max a beast, but there's so, there's literally something I don't know. Nick Foles. No, I agree with you. Nick Foles has something going, especially in that Philadelphia Eagles. They uniform. literally the, the Eagles rally around Nick Foles. I don't know what it is about the guy, big Nick, whatever it is. Freaking obviously Carson Wentz. I think he's got more talent, but Nick Foles just fits in that offense. I really do. Yeah, uh, I disagree with you, brother. I think the Bears are going to win this one. It's going to be close. I would take the spread for Philly in this game to, to win. But uh, I, I think the Bears are going to be able to do it. Um, minus six of the Bears, I, I don't think that they'll be able to pull that off. I think it would be a lot closer to that. And um, speaking of Philadelphia, Manny Machado, uh, that they, I believe, are looking to have him along with Bryce Harper. They do have a, a meeting set up with them. Um, this, I believe it's this week. Am I, am I correct on that? Coming up this week with Bryce Harper? Is that, is that right? It seems to be that way. It seems that he's going to start to take some meetings. But it also seems like Manny Machado is going to be the first domino to fall this offseason. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I know it's moving a lot quicker with them. I believe that the White Sox actually did make him an offer today, actually. I'm not sure what it is I, I don't know if they would actually give him the eight years that he I think he was looking for yeah I think I think if anybody's going to be the team to overpay it's probably going to have to be the White Sox mm -hmm. I think the Yankees probably haven't even sent them a real offer they're just going to tell him go get whatever you can get from these other teams and once you got those offers come back to Brian Cashman come to Poppy let me hear what you got and we'll either we'll, we'll give you we'll, we'll give you a competitive offer and then we'll see how badly you want to play for the Yankees I don't know if if that's they, he might have an offer I mean, I think the Yankees do have an offer out, especially missing. One. It's not going to be that long, though. I don't, I don't think they're going to go more than seven, probably seven. To uh, no, I agree with that. Yeah. But I'm saying I think he has one right now from the Yankees. I don't no. know if it officially came out. I don't think. They've been talking. They've been talking. So, then listen, if you're Machado, right, the Yankees offer you seven for whatever it is, 250, say, and uh, Sox go nine or ten, ten years, 300 million. If I'm Machado, I'm going with the Yankees. I mean, how much money do you need? It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to how competitive the offer is. Most people in the know believe that if the offers are fairly close, he's going he's gonna to go with the Yankees. But look, at the end of the day, everybody said that with Patrick Corbin, but the Yankees did not offer a competitive offer. And that, it wasn't close enough. And that's why I, close enough. I think that's why there has to be an offer. Right now, there has to be an offer on the table because, to be honest with you, I know Brian Cashman is a legend. I know he's a GOAT right now. However... He missed out on, on Patrick Corbin that was... Yeah, that, that definitely bothers me. I feel like it we're, bothers we're, we're you. turning into the Mets. What are we? I, I we're know, too cheap here. No, no, no. And I, I don't think What was the next year or two? 
I, and I don't I don't disagree what he's doing. I know he's getting a little bit of heat for that, so that's why I believe that he can't be too comfortable, um, you know, taking you know not giving him that offer. You know, he I, has I to be an you. offer. I agree with you. I wasn't too happy when I saw that, but I would have been a lot more depressed if they didn't acquire James Paxton about a month before that. No, 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 and that's a great that's a great uh, pickup from them. I really like what he was doing in Seattle there. I, I really like him, but again. I think there has to be a a offer on the table from them. I think there has to be an offer because he's getting too much heat right now. You know, he's always been good. However, I think that he has to have something on the table for him. I think at the end of the day, if the Yankees need a starting pitcher at the deadline, you know that Cashman's going to yeah, right figure now, something out. Yeah, right now, I like the rotation. I really do. You got the five, a lot of lefties, but we'll see how this plays out. You got Three months, three, four months till the trade deadline. You play it out, see what happens. You can always make a trade. You got Andujar going up. Uh, are we going to trade him? Uh, if we sign Machado, I don't know. What do you think about that? That's very, very interesting. One thing I want to touch on real quick, this guy, Dan Clark. You guys have seen him on Twitter, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he's been, uh, he's been, he's the first guy to say, really, he's put it out there that he thinks Machado to the Yankees is a done deal. He's Since then, he's doubled down on it. You could say he's even triple, maybe even quadruple down on it. What do you think about that, Greg? Yeah, he... Really made me feel comfortable as a Yankee fan. He was putting his this guy. Yeah, this guy's blowing smoke up our ass. I hope he's fucking. Right. If he's not right, oh, this fucking guy. No, I agree with you. But he really made me feel comfortable as a Yankee fan. Hey, listen, there's gonna be some rioters. There's gonna be some rumors. Take it easy. As a Yankee fan, you know, Cashman, you gotta. Once believe. you see that blue check, you know that he might be onto something. You know. Oh, what I mean? absolutely. I mean, I, I agree. However, I do feel a little bit comfortable with Tulwitzki coming to the Yankees right now. And by the way, Dan Clark, one last thing about him. He actually follows the program. He's a fan of the program. Shout out, Dan. I hope you're right, buddy. Yeah. Dan Clark, I will slide into your DMs at some point, Whoa. and I would love to have a, a couple minutes on Manny Machado. Whoa, okay. All right. Well, touching on Tulwitzki, uh, Carmine, I know I sent you over something uh, when he got signed with the Yankees. I was not informed. I, I was actually a little bit upset that they did that. I thought that Manny Machado would be out on the table because of this pickup. And the GOAT comes through on this one. I mean, he's getting paid 20 million from the Blue Jays. Sign him to the league minimum. And he's going to probably take DD's spot for the for the remainder of the Look, time. Look, if, if they don't get Machado, that's probably the case. But I'm still of the belief that they're going to get Machado. But definitely, also, they're definitely Tulowitzki for league minimum doesn't hurt. So great, at, at great worst, signing. he's going to play that role that we all saw Neil Walker play last mm -hmm. year. And at the end of the day, I think I'd rather have Troy Tulowitzki on the field. Yeah, I mean, Troy Tulo versus Neil Walker, you got to go Tulo there. You this, know his glove is still yeah, there. No, it's he's, matter of the he's solid. And staying on the field. The guy's always injury. But, you know, that's not their final move. This is a nice insurance plan. Greg's one of those Yankee fans. You know, the guy he goes over three, he's ready to ship him off. <laughs> no, nah, that's not true. Seattle. Yeah, he is. But uh, anyway, <laughs> speaking of Machado, say we sign him. Now we got problems with him because now we got we're gonna have Machado, Andujar, and then uh, Glaber. So what are we gonna do with that? I I, I really don't want to see Andujar get traded. I agree with you, man. I, I don't want to see him get traded. His bat, his bat's too good. His bat's too good. I mean, you I know you dude, can't you can't teach a bat. If the guy's got a glove, you know you can teach a glove. The bat is just. You can't teach that. You need to have those soft hands, but you could always hide him in the American League. I mean, do you think there's any chance you can you can teach him first base? I know he, they tried it in the minors a couple times with him. Do you think that's on the table, or you guys sold on Luke Voigt? No, I, I mean I do like Luke Voigt, especially he was proven. He did come up huge in the playoffs. He's, yeah, he's good, but yeah, I think it, I think it was more of a fluke. I don't think I don't really think he's the answer. Yeah, 
Ship ship him, Greg Bird. If you can get something better, you got you got to. I don't like Greg Bird. Greg Bird, I, I mean, I'm done. I am done with Greg Bird. That guy. Is I was never bought in. I was never no, bought I, in. I liked him when they brought him up in 15. The guy had like 11 homers. He was good. I thought he might have been the answer. Young, nice young guy, but I'm I'm done. With if him. I if I say I I wasn't bought in on him. I thought that he was a good leader. I was not bought in on the skills wise. Yeah, he's got the intangibles, but then you got to perform on the field. If the guy's not performing, you got to ship him out. I mean, I, I I think he has to go now. To sell him into a team that he doesn't stay healthy a lot, he doesn't have really good numbers. How do you trade this guy? How do yeah, you get a lot his, from his him? His stock's very low now. But uh, anyway, speaking on uh, the Yankees, we'll go over to reliever market. I know they're uh, looking at Britain right now. Uh, actually, today, Robertson, David Robertson, actually just signed with the Phillies for two years. Uh, he's got a third-year option. Um, I actually do like Adovino, nice Brooklyn kid. That would be cool to bring him back home. He's with the Rockies. He had like a sub-2-5 ERA. I think he'd be a nice little pickup. Yeah, I would have no problem with Adovino. Uh, I would say Britton is probably the guy to get if you have to get one of them. He's probably going to be a little pricey. But I think the Yankees uh, have no problem going to their am I Am I the only Yankee fan that w wasn't crazy about David Robertson? Am yeah, I am nah, I crazy? No, nah, I loved him. There was actually a funny stat that uh, Barstool Hubs tweeted. He was actually he has the third most pitching appearances in Yankees history. You no, no, no. I, I, it's crazy. I definitely agree with just crazy. Um, great Yankee, uh, but I do think his his time's up. Like I think they made a good choice not resign him. I, I think agree. You're gonna see the decline now. I agree. He gave up a lot of home runs in crucial situations. Uh, I definitely. Agree with him. He didn't get a big payday, but I, I think bringing him on was more of a liability, in my opinion. Well, yeah, he, he was a great Yankee, but uh, we wish him all the best. And uh, before uh, we finish off baseball, I just got a little bit of a rant about this. You guys heard about that Hall of Famer guy? Uh, what's his name? Bill Balu. He's not voting for Mo. What's up with that? Yeah, you can't justify that. How do you feel about that? Freaking he's a Boston guy. What do you want from him? But, uh, you know, he's a Red Sox guy. They're going to do what they want to do. Um... Now we're going to switch it over to a little bit of Mets offseason. We'll bring it over to JV. Yeah, I don't know. Same old, same old with the Mets this this offseason. I mean, they they made the trade for Diaz. They got an upgrade at closer. I mean, not much of an upgrade because Familia did have a solid se uh, season last year. But honestly, I don't know. The, uh, mid market signings, nothing special. You know, I think you're just going to see the same old third place Mets from here on out this offseason. Come on, Chris. Chris, why are you so why are you so down? I mean, we get it. They're a little cheap in the, in the pockets. That's fine. Okay, we know that. That's nothing new here. But seriously, sub-level market? No, no. They signed Wilson Ramos. They gave the guy probably the second best catch on the market because I think Grandal was just a little bit of an edge as a, as a little little better bat. And but come on, it's not sub-level. They're still paying the guy Robinson Cano. Pretty decent money, and I still definitely think he's. I'm not saying they're sub-level. I'm saying they're mid-market. They're, they're staying steady. They're no, they're not. I don't they're think not they're mid-market. I don't think they're done. I think they definitely still need a center fielder. A center fielder is huge, because I, I'm not set on Juan Lagares. I haven't been set on him since he won a Gold Glove. But we'll see what happens, and I I, I think they're gonna be good. I don't think they're gonna be as as, as much of a disappointment. Do I think they should have been in on the two of the big guys? Of course. What are you going to do? We know what are you going to do? It. From yeah. the outside looking in, it's, <laughs> we a, know what they it's, are it's the same point. old shit show. But exactly. Fact, we know fact, what they are. The we know what they are. Brody is showing some Every initiative. I think, he's, I think he's done more than what Sandy Alderson's done at this point. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, he's just being more okay, aggressive. Okay, what does Sandy Alderson have to his credit at this point? Noah Syndergaard? Okay, that's fine. But honestly, okay, give me give me a good closer. Give me a guy that's a pretty decent bat that's going to fill the hole of Cespedes. Because God knows when that guy's going to come back. 
That's fine. He did. He did deliver on that. But what else do they have? They're middle relievers. They're drained. Okay. Who do they have? They have no one. I'm very happy with Lugo Gasolman, Diaz, familiar right now. I think they still need a lefty because I don't really want Blevins back. And then they're gonna overrun him into the ground like they've done every single year. They've done. They've done this a whole time. Oh yeah, Lugo and Gasolman, they're great. Yeah, but then they, they run. Are. Then they play him every single game, do, and then listen, they get hurt. I, and I then love they get this guy Lugo. I think he's a stud. I think he was great in the beginning, and he still is now. And I. Personally, I'll give you my honest opinion. I think they should deal him to the Astros. Give me some prospects. No, but uh, I mean, may maybe, but they won't. It, but then you know what's going to happen? The payroll is going to stay the same because they're going to let them take the money, and then they're going to use that money to sign the same mid-level talent. That all this money they're spending now is basically what the same money that they gave David Wright. Now that he's retired, they're just using that to spend somewhere else. You can't, you can't yell at a team for for bad luck. Honestly, you you you, you can't tell me that the Mets should not have given Cespedes the money. After 2015. He should have gave him the year before that, and then it would have been one year less in the hole. I mean, they, they're just not aggressive enough. And then they wait till the last minute. They panic. We got to give it to somebody. We got to give it to somebody. And then they give it, and they, yeah, in a panic, they gave it and to they a make a mistake. Decent catcher. That's a way bigger upgrade than Travis Darno or Kevin Blake. Exactly, exactly. Decent oh, catcher. Decent. Tom, Tomas Nito behind a play? Because I don't want I wanted JT Realmuto. They should have did whatever they could have done to get JT Realmuto. He is okay, a star. He is up, a legitimate player. Nimmo and Noah Syndergaard and then getting the fucking Yankees involved? No, I don't want the fucking Yankees involved. Exa this type of coward play is the same reason like, you need to do whatever it needs to do to win. Brandon Nimmo is stupid. <laughs> you strong on the year. What? Look at his war from last year. I'm not a big sabermetric guy. I love the old school ball, but if you want to play the war game, look at Nimmo's war from last year. It's only going to go up. I don't care about war. What has it done? What has it done? The Mets finished, what, fourth place? Yeah. What, what did they, they do? War, though? What did Not fourth place in war. They were way lower than that. The team couldn't score a run. How, Doesn't many, ma how okay. many runs did they score in the month of June last year? Barely any. So that's why I want guys that are going to more produce. And I think Nimmo is a way better producer at this point. I, okay, he's not better than Real Muto, of course. But I think Nimmo is going to produce as long as Syndergaard's going to produce. So I don't want to give up both of those guys or and or maybe Yomad Rezario. Okay, I get that they got him in coming up. But I still happy with Rosario right now until Jimenez has time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, every time I, I'm a Met, I've been a Met fan for 20 years. All I say is, a, oh, let's wait for this guy. Oh, let's wait for that guy. Would it? And then they develop, and then they always fall off the deep end, and then it never works. It never works. It always ends up in a disaster. They've been doing things the same way question, nonstop. Real quick, why didn't they make a move for Tawitzki? Why wouldn't they at least try to get Tawitzki? I don't know. He was he was probably the biggest league bargain minimum, deal. League minimum. You exactly. Have to at least make exactly. A move. I mean, I, th I think he definitely took a little less to go that's, with the that's Yankees. That's right up the Mets uh, alley, right? League minimum guy. What about Adrian Gonzalez? Of course. Had? Remember that guy? I, I remember him, but I think that, you know, at least make a, t a pass for him. At least try to get him. Even if they would have gave him a little bit more than the league minimum, try to get him. I mean, he's got to be one of the uh, top top people for the um for the infield for them. At least try it. Exactly. He would have been a big upgrade for him. Of course, but I mean, at what point? What what is the, what does all this league minimum do at this point? Yeah, they had Bautista last year. He had a pretty decent production. Yeah, they had Gonzalez. Good production in the beginning. Shitty production at the end of the day. So I'm tired of the league minimums. Cleef, you you, I don't agree with you. However, I don't have to agree with you on your next segment here at Cleef's Corner. We're going to just go right into it for Cleef's Corner. As you're hot, so say hot for me, buddy. Um, this is Cleef's Corner. Unfortunately, I am Dan, also known as Cleef. All right, Cliff, what do we got here? 
All right, so welcome back to the second segment of Cleve's Corner. I, I, Chris definitely got me a little heated with the Mets, but everybody gets me heated about the Mets, so it's no big deal. We're rolling right into the segment, and we're going to stick on the movie scene. I am a big movie guy, and as a child, I was huge growing up watching specifically Disney movies, and I know everyone wasn't a big fan of it, but I'm definitely rolling with it because I, I actually recently watched it the other day with a couple of my family members. I'm going to talk about the Beauty and the Beast today. Oh, another <laughs> Disney movie? This fucking guy. All right, let's go. What are we gonna say? It's what really gonna not say happy. Now? I don't. That's another movie. Just like Polar Expresses we ran in last week. I don't think Beauty and the Beast is good for children. Come on, stop. Why? Why not? Okay, I'll start from the top. You got a guy like Gaston, who I, who I actually generally support in the movie. Big strong guy, he hunts, big hunter, and uh, he's just telling out there. He's telling Bella that he wants to get married right away. He already booked a room, basically. So what? He's being upfront. He's being honest. Don't girls like that? Come on. Yeah, I mean, if you know the if you know the movie well enough, Bella's a bookworm. She's not that kind of girl. No, she's no. not in about that. Yeah, but listen, listen. I, I don't know much about the movie. People saying it's not for kids. It's a Disney movie. Let kids be kids. Enough of this this fucking bullshit. Everybody's See, everybody's too sensitive these days. All right. I, What's I, so bad I, about it? It's not about being sensitive. Like, how can you have a movie for children where a big scary beast adopts a girl? It doesn't make any sense. Wait, didn't he? Wait, yeah, he, he didn't he, he kidnap yeah, her? That's what. That's what we like to see. But essentially, he adopted her, and like, he just kind of took her over into his own little world, and he she couldn't get out. He didn't want to let her leave. And yeah, eventually, obviously, they fell in love. But how can you make a movie about children's where it's a it's a children's movie? It's not that. Don't take it that serious. He was screaming and yelling at her. No. He forced her to come to dinner one night. How is that good for children? Listen, I, I don't know what you're saying. I mean... It's like rolls into the whole concept of the whole Baby It's Cold Out song with a guy who wouldn't let her leave. Oh, my God. Don't start me with that. So Please don't yeah. get me started. Don't get me <laughs> started. It's always something. It's a song. You got these guys, rappers, they're talking about drugs, sex, freaking money, killing people. You got a guy that's a beast. I get that he needs to fall in love, but he's kidnapping a woman that's homeless. He's just homeless. She said before he kidnapped the father. So what? No, stop that. Listen, it's a children's movie. Don't think too much into it. It's about finding love, blah, 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 That's whatever. That's why I root for the guy Gaston. Right, He's listen. the antagonist, but he wants to kill the beast. All right, whatever. Listen, I'm done with that. That's whatever. Let's move on to uh, a little college football action. Uh, we got the national championship game Monday, January 7th, 8 p.m. Got Clemson at Bama. I've heard that one before. Same old song again. Um, Bama's actually laying five and a half. In this game, I do like Bama. Uh, same old Bama, except now they have a legit quarterback who can throw the ball. They still got that big freaking O-line. Those guys are just pounding out first-round picks. Uh, so you got that with the run game, solid defense, a quarterback who can sling it, it's over. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh if I had to pick a winner in that game, you have to go Alabama. You can't you can't bet against Tua and but, Nick but, Saban right but now. But that kid, Trevor Lawrence, the kid's, that kid's the real deal. I think he's a future number one pick. Yeah. What is he, 18, 19 years old? Oh, true true freshman. freshman, man. He's good. That He has it all. He has all the tools. He's Jesus. tall. That's Jesus right there. That dude is <laughs> He tall. literally looks that like, he literally looks like Jesus. No, he's good. That dude can throw the deep ball. That dude can he's run. He's good. He's good, but I think I think Bama takes it this year. That that line plus Tua, the kid, the kid, I mean, he is coming off the surgery. Yeah, he's a little banged up. But, but he no. played great the last game. It didn't show it. Yeah, he did. He didn't played really great. show it. He can sling it also. I really do like that. Greg, what do you think about that? How do you? How do you? Wait, one more thing. How do you feel about? Uh, how do you feel about Tua going to the NFL next season? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a lefty. You know, that, I don't know if that works out. He's how tall? He's like six foot, six yeah, one, maybe. He's he's, he's he's a small guy, but you see guys like Baker, Baker Mayfield Baker small. Almost yeah. Succeed, so I mean, I don't know. Think? I mean, Bama. They're not lefty really. Lefty too is a little different. Yeah, just weird. They're not. Uh, Bama's not really known for quarterbacks, but I do. I do like Tua. He might be a little different. 
you know, they had who, who's their other quarterbacks? McCarron, he was trash. Jalen Hurts uh, had his moments. He's good, but he's he, probably he, gonna transfer. He can't throw the ball. He's not. He's not a thrower. But uh, two was way better than Jalen. They got a oh, way, yeah, way better yeah, shot. Come on, it's not even a competition. I do like uh, the way Clemson's playing right now. Dabo Sweeney, you, you can't sleep on him. It's gonna be a very good game. Um, but yeah, that, I wouldn't would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Clemson won the game outright. If Trevor Lawrence really? showed up, you think it's gonna be that close? I think Alabama's gonna win the game, but I do think it could be. I close. think I think it's gonna be close, right? And then second half, maybe like beginning of the fourth quarter, I think Bama's gonna start pulling away. That O line is just—they're just gonna wear you out. And it they're, hurts that, that Clemson. They're probably their best defensive lineman tested positive for a, for some substance, and now he's not gonna be able to play. His last name is Lawrence as well. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, I mean, he's going what? He's going first round, top ten probably. Yeah, that yeah. Kid. It, it hurts to lose a player like that. That's gonna be big, especially for the Bama run defense. I think Clemson um, ultimately wins the game. I think Bama comes out strong. I believe when they last played, um, Clemson came out in the second half and wound up winning the game. Carmine, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that I believe Bama comes out really strong. I know Nick Saban likes a, a runs a tight ship over there in Bama, but um, I gotta go with Clemson in this one. Me personally, you think they're gonna win outright. I I think they went outright. Me personally, well, that's what I'm hoping for. Did you see the thing on uh, the press conference when the kid from Bama? He was like, "Yeah, I don't really think Kyle Murray's that." He was going to say he's yeah. not good, and then fucking Nick yeah. Saban was going to rip You're his ass. That, that was funny. Camp. You're taught that was that. funny. That was funny. You're taught that. But uh, speaking of uh, college sports, why don't we uh, roll over to college basketball? I know, uh, Carmine, you're a big, uh, what are you, St. John's fan? Yeah, big, big St. John's guy. Big St. John's guy. I think this is their year to make some noise. They, have, they haven't won a tournament I, I, since 2000. I do like them. Even though I went to St. Francis, they're, they're D1, but they suck. Uh, I, I definitely root for St. Saint, Saint John's. We actually went to the game last week, St. John's, St. Francis. Yeah, it was good to be on the <laughs> campus and <laughs> see a game a, at Carnesecca. That was a fucking blowout, but uh, I really do like They got a couple good transfers this year. The kid Ponds, he's a beast. He's probably going getting drafted, Yeah, right? that's NBA talent. Brooklyn kid, too. Brooklyn kid. You got to respect that. Give him credit. Um, I, I just, can I have 30 seconds to just just vent real quick? Right, do it. Do you. All right, because oh, oh, last week, St. John's played a game at Seton Hall, okay? And they were uh, they were up by one point with about three seconds remaining. And LJ Figueroa, they're one of their JUCO transfers, comes in, steals the ball, inbounds, keeps the ball, tips it to about close to midcourt, which would have been an easy breakaway. Time would have expired. The game would have been over. St. John's wins. But, of course, you got to play against the referees as well. Referee blows his whistle for no apparent reason other than just being ridiculous. Blows his whistle because he thinks LJ Figueroa went out of bounds. He thinks LJ Figueroa went out of bounds. Yeah, so he doesn't know. That was bullshit. So then they go, to t they go to the review, okay? They go to the review. They're looking at the table. And after five, ten minutes, they come back and they give the ball back to Seton Hall. Vegas had to be in on that. What do you think? I mean, come on. The rule book says if when that happens in that exact situation, it's supposed to be a jump ball. And guess who yeah. had the arrow in that situation? Johnny's. St. John's they had did, the right? arrow I mean, in that they, fuck, they got fucked over. I'm not saying they would have right. definitely made both free throws. They could have still scored. But that's the type of shit that can, that can hurt a season, especially when you're, when you're fighting for a tournament spot. That sucks. I mean, when was the last time they made the tournament? For 2014? Yeah, when they had uh, D'Angelo Harrison and all them? Yeah, it's been about four years since they made the tournament. They got a good shot this With year. Steve Lavin as the head coach. Steve Lavin. I mean, Chris Mullen's getting in some recruits now. They're playing some good Chris ball. Chris Mullen? They just, they just beat Marquette, number 16th rank. They just beat him by 20 that points. That was a good game. That was a good game. That kid, uh, Howard, Marquette, was freezing cold. That, yeah. that helped. That, good they, defense, though. They held him and Miles Powell, probably two of the the next two best players in the conference behind and, the, uh, the, the I do, I do like their five right now, and plus they got that center back. Who's that center? City Kita. They got him from South Carolina. He's a big man. He's definitely going to help. He's definitely going to help. That kid's solid. Uh, shout out Chris Mullen. Nice uh, Severian guy. That's our alumni, man. Yep. And uh, 
so speaking of college, we're going to go right into – you want to do the NFL picks or – No, I say we talk about a couple of the coaches that got fired because they're in interest because oh, okay. a couple of the teams that we root for, whether they're surprising or not, they fired some coaches, right, Greg? Yeah, there's no surprise that uh, Bowles was finally gone of his tenure there. Um, Marvin Lewis, that's no surprise there either. And then Adam Gase, I mean, total eight total um, head coaches got fired this whole NFL season. Black Monday didn't was not very pretty. Six total. Um, I'm not crazy about the people that they're bringing in for the Jets, interviewing them. Um, they actually brought in Adam Gase from the Dolphins, which I know, come on, you, you like him, but he lost the locker room. And I believe with a young team, you have to have some control over your locker room. I mean, you got some people like um, Sam Donald who needs leadership. Um, Jamal Adams, who's a little bit of a loose cannon. I really like him, but he's a loose cannon. I believe that he, with the right guidance, he can be a really, really good player. He's really special with his talent right now. However, you can't bring in somebody like Adam Gates to, especially when he lost that pretty veteran um, Dolphins team. Yeah, you, you heard some big-time players that have been there for a long time, like Cameron Wake, say some pretty darning stuff after the game about the coach. Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't want that on the Jets team. Obviously, being a big Jets fan, I don't want that on my on my roster. I really don't. Honestly, I do believe he's going to succeed. I do think he's going to be a successful head coach, but he needs to have the right pieces around him, being defensive coordinators and whatnot. I was going to say he's a great play caller. He's a good offensive mind. He can help with quarterback. I I went down to the game in Miami and I saw him actually play um call the game against the Jets. I was very impressed with the the play calling. The defense didn't play well against the the. I don't believe that they played too well against the Jets. They gave up a few big plays. Kept them to a, a rather low-scoring game. Again, the offense was not as as strong as I would like it, but they did call some nice plays. Yeah, it just it just wasn't uh, – they had a lot of injuries. The, the roster wasn't talented from the get-go. They had in the injuries. Honestly, if you look at just the record, I don't think Gaze did a bad job, but – when you lose the locker room like that, it's time for a change. And I believe that Bowles did also lose the locker room with the Jets. I mean, I believe that... Uh, I mean, he did give Sam Donald some good leeway. You know, he did um, have, obviously, some big plays, big games this season. Uh, Chris, what do you think about the people that they're interviewing for the, for the job right now? I, I like Mike McCarthy. I think that that's a safe route. I don't think that they should bring him on. I definitely don't like Geese. I, I don't like him at all for the t for the for the leading job right now. Like I said, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Geese right now either. As a team that needs unity right now, especially because they do not have a lot of talent on that team, I'm definitely not a fan of Geese right now. Uh, also, not that big of a fan of Mike McCarthy. He might be good though. I mean, he was with Rodgers for you know 13 years. He might develop a quarterback. You want you want a coach that's going to develop the quarterback because you. Darnold's what, 21? He could be the quarterback for the next 15, 16 you know, years. You want somebody that's going to come in, call good offensive plays, get the kid in the rhythm. I think you know, Mike McCarthy might not be. He's not the most flashy coach, but uh, you know, he, might, he might do a good job developing Darnold. He could, he could. But uh, at this stage, uh, I, I kind of want a young, offensive-minded coach, and that's why my favorite is Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, he although he just signed the offensive coordinator job for USC for next season, um, I don't know the players already are right behind him. Even the defensive players are behind him, which I think is even more surprising that they're thinking of offense first too as well. Because I think they're becoming aware that it's an offensive league, considering that the Jets have been behind in that department. 
signing what four or five straight defensive head coaches Pete, and look uh, where that's gotten him. I, I want to touch on what you said there. He did have Aaron Rodgers. He did not doing what he did. I mean, yes, he did win the Super Bowl with them. Yeah, he did. He did waste a little Aaron Rodgers. I got to say that. Exactly. It, so it, it was time to go. But listen, he did some great things. He did bad things, but he, he did some good things. You, you, you can't okay. Not. I mean, everybody has their flaws. Uh, okay, understandable. But we don't want to take that risk. With a young team, we do have a young defense. Obviously, some veterans sprinkled in there, but we have a young team that needs guidance. You got a point. Yes, you got, I mean, maybe it's time to go. Because you got the young quarterback in Sam Darnold, and after hiring a bunch of defensive minds, I think it's time to go offensive. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I, I feel that bringing on an offensive coordinator uh, or an offensive mind, uh, even Jamal Adams uh, being on the, on the defense, captain of the defense safety over there, uh, he said it's time for him to bring on an offensive coordinator, offensive mind, because if you have a good offense, you have a good defense as well. I mean, if you have a good offense that can score, the defense doesn't really have to work as hard. It keeps them off the field, keeps them fresh, and makes their life a lot easier. So, so um, obviously, we both agree with the Jets bringing them on an offensive mind. How do you feel about the Dolphins' um, choices right now? Yeah, the Dolphins, they're basically the opposite. have hired a bunch of offensive minds, and now I think it's time to go on the defensive side. And right now, I think the go-to guy is probably the defensive coordinator for the best defense in the league, the Bears, Vic Vangio. I disagree with you, though. I think that having an offensive mind for them, I, the offense wasn't that strong this year, I don't think. Um, just based off of what I've seen over the last couple of weeks, I believe that if they bring on an offense like the Jets in this next up-and-coming months, that it could help out their defense. The defense is a little bit of a veteran defense that could use some help. Um, obviously... I'm, I'm not the GM. I'm not the one that's going to be making the, the choices here, but I believe that they should have an offensive mind. That's my. That's that's just how I feel on that one. I think that if, if Vangio comes in here and brings a good offensive coordinator with him, I think that would be the perfect storm for the Dolphins. But on the other hand, I want to get your opinion on this. There's some rumors that the Ravens would still be open to trading Harbaugh because he's going to want like a John Gruden-type contract. Mm -hmm. And and they just might not want to give it to him. And a team like the Dolphins can offer him the GM and the head coaching position. Would yep. you do that for a first-round pick? Uh, I mean, I, I if I'm the Dolphins, I would because it is a little bit of a diamond dozen. You, you can't actually count on the number one picks. I mean, you, you you've seen you it. I mean, look at uh, look at Dallas. They traded uh, they traded away their first-round pick. Amari Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. He's a stud. Absolutely. He, uh, he like, led the league in uh, receiving yards the past six yeah. weeks. And, and I didn't um, – I've never actually heard of doing that before, but I guess it's something that has been talked about. But look at look at the last couple of drafts and all these first round picks. How many of them are busts? I mean, even on the Jets, they got uh, Leonard Williams, even Christian yeah. Hackenberg, even though he was a second round pick. Kid's an absolute bust. He didn't even step on the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think Leonard Williams gets shorthanded uh, or shafted rather a lot of the time. I think that the guy is a playmaker. I don't think that a lot of his uh, numbers are on the field uh, that are recorded, but other than that, I mean, Hackenberg was horrible. Marcus May not even on the field most of the time. He, he's a good talent, but just not able to stay on the field. He can't stay healthy, and that's part of it. You the gotta you the as most important a, ability is availability. And you gotta say as a GM, you gotta know these these kids' track records and being injury prone, what their health issues have been. Um, so you gotta know what that is. For the Dolphins, it makes complete sense. For the Jets, it makes complete sense. But obviously, they're not parting ways with their GM, which I disagree. I know we touched on that a little bit. Uh, Jude, what do you think on potentially moving him away from that? And, and Carmine has a good point of you know moving our 
I wouldn't give our number three pick overall to them for that for him, but especially when we can make the offensive line. Or um, I wouldn't I, give my number uh, the number uh, the number three overall pick that we have this year, but I would potentially next, next year. Year's yeah. Pick, yeah, no, no, that's what I was thinking. That's what I would definitely do, especially you know with a new head coach. Although I'm not, you know, I'm not really a fan. I mean, it, you know, I understand how. Uh, you know, I'm not really be, a fan yeah. of. Uh, I know. I, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense for them to do it. However. They're not going to part ways with Mike McCarthy. I mean, I believe uh, Christopher Johnson actually made it clear on Twitter that, um, and he stated it, that they don't want to part ways with him. They believe in him. I don't think they should. As a Jeff fan, I'm frustrated with Mike McCarthy, but... I hear you, but also, believe it or not, Mike McCagnan was not the one who hired Todd Bowles, so he hasn't hired a head coach yet. No, but so just based off his, but just based off his picks. I understand. I can't disagree with you. I think he should be gone, too. Just playing devil's advocate, but he hasn't hired his own head coach yet. I, I agree, but... Even the offensive coordinator for the Jets, I'm not bought in on. I'm not bought in on a team. I think they just have to just clean house and then just just go on from that. Um, speaking of picks, Dan, you had a little bit of a rough week. Not too bad going in one-on-one one for our gambling um, picks of the week. Wh- what was your uh, thoughts from last week? Give me the breakdown of the games. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately, the Dolphins barely showed up in Buffalo, but... I did like my Houston Rockets. They definitely showed up on Christmas Day against Oklahoma City. Uh, rolling right into our picks this week, my my lock of the week is that is definitely Andrew Luck and those Colts going into Houston. I know Parisi's not too happy about it, but honestly, this Andrew Luck guy, man, somehow he still managed to perform. T.Y. Hilton was out for some of the year. Their offensive line looked absolutely terrible in the beginning of the year. They managed to pull it together. Andrew Luck gathered those guys together, and... I think they 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 win by an easy four or five points no, this week. No, 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 no. They're not they're not gonna go into Houston and win. I do like Luck. You know he's a stud, obviously. Watson, I think this is uh, his breakout game. He's gonna he's gonna play amazing. Hopkins, huge game. And I'm not gonna lie, that guy Hopkins is unbelievable. Yeah, he, the guy catches. Guy hasn't dropped the guy ball. Guy catches everything. <laughs> I bowl take right now. I think Watt, JJ Watt's gonna have three sacks, completely <laughs> obliterate Luck. And they're gonna move on, but uh, that offensive line for the Colts looked way too good last nah, night. Watt's gonna show up, but anyway, let's go over to my pick. Uh, I actually I do like the Eagles this week, like I said before, and that's gonna be my pick. I'm gonna take the Eagles money line plus two twenty. I think they're gonna go into Chicago, show up, and take care of business. Come on, what do you got? Yeah, I had a rough go at it last week, losing both of my picks, but you know, in the gambling business, that's gonna happen. You just gotta regroup and move on to the next day. And I'm gonna take a game that doesn't really have a line on it yet. But I'm going to take my John. He's heading to Washington, D.C. to play Georgetown. And I think there's a good chance you get them at either a pick em or a plus odds. And I think they're going to win the game outright. What do you think about that, guys? That's exciting. Uh, I'm going to actually be in A.C. this weekend, so I might have to put some money on uh, on the Johnnies. So uh, make it a little interesting. What about you, Dan? What do you think? Come on. I watched that Marquette game this week. 16th ranked. I was like, wow. this is. I don't even think it was going to be that much of a game. But honestly, St. John's, they, they – they blew him out, and it was good to see a good New York team. Mullen, good Devarian guy, we were born and raised, throw it up, big X, and uh, I'm I'm bought in. They got me now. Yeah, this might be the best team since he was a player. Maybe they win their first playoff game in the NCAA tournament since 2000 this year. That would be cool. I remember we were watching, uh, when was the last time they were in the tournament, 2014? Yeah. That was cool. We were watching. Uh, I, I think they have a shot this year. I do like the transfers. They got the kid Clark, uh, Mustafa Heron, plus Pons, Brooklyn kid. You got to show respect there. Uh, it's going to be a good season for them. Yes, I definitely am a big fan of St. John's. I like the way they're playing. They're they're a very 
they should be definitely a team to watch out for during the upcoming college basketball season. As for my pick, going back to what I said earlier, I, I got to go with uh, Baltimore giving three points to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I just think that Baltimore defense is too good. And Phillip Rivers, you know, is known for being a little bit of a choke artist. And Lamar and Lamar Jackson knows how to keep the ball for extended drives. And I think he's going to throw Phillip Rivers off his rhythm. So I'm going to go with Baltimore this You know week. what? I'm actually glad that you took that one because I'm actually going to go against you and take the L.A. Chargers. Um, I'm 1-0 right now in the must-win game for the Colts versus the Tennessee Titans. I picked the, uh, the Colts last week, so I believe that – this week, uh, Philip Rivers goes into the Ravens' uh, home territory and wins. So um, that's my pick of the week. That's my lock. I think that he shocks the young kid, and um, he just brings him back to the back to earth. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this thing podcast. Let us know what you think. Give us your thoughts, your feedback. Um, we do have that Twitter handle at, at Dink the podcast. So um, do follow that. Let us know. Give us your feedback, and I hope you guys have a great week. Let's have a good NFL playoffs um, divisional uh, wild card game. And um, talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Talk to you next week. Go Johnnies.